Gorilla Wizard, what's happening? What's up, man? What's How up? How are you doing? Happy to be Might here. Might have to like raise hands, whoever's ready to ready to start talking here. I've never had this many people on the <laughs> podcast before, so uh, in, in separate places either, anyway. <laughs> One of one of you's in Maine. The rest of you are uh, in New York. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in Queens, and I think Larry and Mike are Long Island, and Gabe is in Maine right now. Okay, yeah. but that's typically fun. typically out of uh, out of New York. So yeah, uh, okay. You're just you're just visiting someone. Okay, I just visiting one of the Queens boys. So you know we're, we're representing the NYC. Right on. <laughs> So, how long has Gorilla Wizard been a band? I know you've had a, an album and a couple singles, a, a live album. Um, when did you guys get together? Did you guys know each other, or how'd you guys meet? Well, Mike and I started playing music together back in 2014, and we had a short-lived project. Was that when we? 2013, but then 2014 by ourselves. Yeah. So we we played with a, a buddy of ours, Matt, and. Um, I got an H string at the time and I started playing the H string because I was playing bass with uh, me, uh, Matt, and Mike. And um, I brought the H string to practice once and I'm like, guys, I got an H string. And Matt's like, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> suffice it to say, it didn't boil over too well with him. And Mike and I were really grooving to it. So Matt kind of started his own thing anyway and kind of went off. And what, did, what did this project sound like? What was that kind of band was it? It was, it was a stoner rock band. Um, and it was it was funny because with that um, it was a year back and forth of the two not being able to link in their schedules. So I was always either practicing with Matt or practicing with Larry, and it became very clear. Larry had his own riffs. Once he got that eight string, it sounded like a completely different band. By the time they did link up, it's not that they didn't get along, but uh, musically it became very clear it's either going one way or the other. And uh, we all were just too busy to link up after that. So we were all just like, all right, guys, it's been real. But uh, with Matt, it was definitely more stoner rock. Yeah. And like a little bit of that sludginess. But I brought in like a touch of that, but then added way more death metal. Because, you know, right. what else are you going to do in the industry? Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. So, so then Larry and I continued just whatever it was. Um, and my only parameters were I want to play some Fear Factory Gojira type drumming. That's all I want, you know? And uh, Larry's been bringing the riffs. So that's what the history was at first when it was a two-person project. So then from there, Ryan joined up because Ryan and I had been playing separately. I actually played drums with Ryan uh, in a separate project. And um, I was like, you know what? This is you know starting to, to gain some, some traction. Um, let's get this going, Ryan. So let's, let's do a thing together. You want to play bass? He's like, yeah, sure. And he just jumped on his bass. He's actually a much better guitar than both I am, and he is a bass. Um, so he hopped yeah, on a bass. Not, no, I'm not very good at bass. <laughs> he's good. Come on. Better at guitar. Come on. Yeah, you're great, he, man. Talking and he's a good bassist. And then, uh, and I was content with that. And I'm like, Mike, this is it. We're the band. We'll be an instrumental band. And Gabe said, guys, you're not just written yet. I've heard your stuff. It's not that good. I did write some some lyrics. If you want to hear them. I don't think these songs sound good with lyrics. So he just yeah, Larry was pretty reluctant to have vocals at all at first. Interesting. Why is that? What what was so appealing to like an instrumental thing to you? Because I'm reluctant to do anything, and that's a theme that you see coming. 
I don't like change. <laughs> there, there's a lot. There's a lot of instrumental bands like in Stoner and Doom and that kind of stuff, and it's it's really hard for me to to get on board sometimes. Like, right. I'm all for like creativity and whatever kind of music you want to play, and there's a lot of instrumental stuff that I'm I'm into, but like the stuff that's memorable to me, the stuff that I put on when I'm in the car, when I'm working out, or whatever, like it all has words. Like, so I'm sorry to the instrumental bands. Like, sometimes I'm just like. You got to get a vocalist, man. You know. Absolutely. Well, that was it. Was very clear. We had some songs that had catchy parts, but when it was just Larry and I, and then eventually Ryan too, I was like, "This needs vocals, man. It's just empty space." And and Gabe also agreed. He had listened to the stuff, and he was like, "Hey, look, man. I uh, I did some stuff, so just listen to it." Uh, and uh, Larry did, and, and we all were like, yeah, "Let's just make this a rehearsal and just see what happens." And it was pretty clear yeah this was happening <laughs> yeah nice. uh, i mean i i just don't like writing vocals because i don't know what the hell i'm doing so that's basically the reason why part. yeah larry was just like i don't have anything to say whatever yeah. i mean like, I'm a, i was approaching middle age when things got going i'm still not quite there but it was the early part like i was like 28 29 whatever it was no I'm older it was like 33 32 still, i was old enough it's like I have nothing to say that's pertinent. What am I going to speak about? And Gabe's like, "Well, I'm just write funny things. What do you got?" I'm like, "Well, I got song titles like Maple Crunch and Smash the Source." And this, there you go. That's your song. <laughs> yeah. So, how did Gorilla Wizard turn into what Gorilla Wizard is? Because there is that like type of kind of humor to it. And I've had bands like Titanosaur and stuff on here that have like kind of a mascot. And people that don't take themselves too seriously and obviously slightly fuzzed is like all about like just funny shit and like finding kind of a humorous side of metal, which I think is very like possible, especially in stoner and kind of like desert and fuzzy stuff. Whereas like maybe heavy metal, there's not quite as much room for it. Right. So where did that kind of stuff start entering Gorilla Wizards realm? Um, Well, I mean, it is. I guess I guess with mainly with the the lyrics and stuff like like Larry was saying, uh, he had all these ridiculous working titles for the songs, you know, Smash a Source, Maple Crunch, The Closet Monster Shuffle, Space Tree. Um right. and they were so ridiculous. I was like, There's something there's something here. There's something about that that I like and you know, I was it was like pretty good spot in my life and i you know mike and i had done bands before where it's you know it's, it's about the pain it's yeah, about right. you know like oh i'm sad and you know <laughs> all, all, all that goes along with that and but i was like yeah, good good space it's like i don't want to write you know i dig through my feelings and all that i don't need right. to do that now like let's make write stories yeah. and like can and it was like a challenge for me can i make a story out of these ridiculous titles and th- so that was my that was my uh, quest in that and and through that you get you know songs about cereal that's so good and crunchy that it rips open the fabric of reality <laughs> you know so yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much it. And then you know, couple that with the fact that Bertram exists, exists, 
and yeah. you know it's it doesn't take itself terribly seriously no really, that's, you know that's subject been a, matter a big ethos of mine yeah um, also in, in a way that uh in a way that the song titles were working titles before they became the real thing i feel like gorilla wizard was a band working title yeah uh, really uh, we, we kind of just referred to the band as that for a while and then we just kept it we're like let's run with it just because we basically do that with everything yeah we run, run with what's working it so really is weird very careful with the working title ideas because they could that we'll stick with them and if they're dumb <laughs> we're sticking to it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. where did okay, Bertram the... come from? What's up? Bertram being the gorilla in Gorilla Wizard, if anyone listening doesn't understand, where did where did Bertram on, come from? Um, so that's Larry. Larry, do you, do you um, want Larry, the, Do you guys want the canon answer or do you want the more <laughs> literal answer? <God. laughs> Give him the slightly fuzzed answer. <laughs> so realistically, it just came from the fact that I love bands like Ghoul, Guar. I love just over-the-top theatrics. I love going to a show and, like, being entertained. My favorite shows I've ever seen have, like, a great stage show coupled with amazing music. Um, I just wanted to do something just over-the-top. And by the time we got the, the whole thing rolling, I was like, you know what? I'm having a kid soon. Um, we wanna, I want to just do this. I want to get this done. I want to go out there and just, like, go balls to the wall and just get it out of the way. And maybe I'll revisit it. Maybe not. And uh, it just came from I was digging through some costumes I had, and I had a gorilla suit and a wizard costume. And I'm like, that could work. And I asked everyone, I'm like, you guys want to dress up? And Mike's like, no, no, we already did that with, uh, I forget the band's name. Oh, my um, God, my original Corpsicle bands, dude. Yeah, Corpsicle. <laughs> uh, he's like, no, we, we did luchadori masks, and that didn't work. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, Gabe, Ryan, you guys want to dress up? Absolutely not. No. Can I dress <laughs> up? We'd rather you not. I'm going to dress up. <laughs> so I uh, stuck with it, and they're like, "You're fucking insane! Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You're gonna perform. You're gonna sweat to death." <laughs> we really talk him out of the suit, but he said, "I gotta do it. It's the one thing." We really, really thought it was gonna be a one and done because you had the kid on the way. Uh -huh. It's really hard to talk me out of a thing once I said I want to. So, did you say you perform in it? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. you, you can't not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he almost melts when he's done. By the time he's done, I bet. Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> it becomes a whole thing. Like, hey, did you guys see that gorilla? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, walking by. <laughs> Fluids coming out of uh, various holes. Oh, yeah. You never know what they are. Is it some inexplicable fluid? <laughs> I think from experience, you eventually get to a point where your mask sweats when you're yeah. much, and that's weird. It's gonna start melting to your face. A little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that, like, for me, it's called Gorilla Wizard. It had this mascot. the The artwork has a certain aesthetic to it. the The song names. I'll admit that I was a little skeptical going into it. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, it it was awesome, and and that's that's why I, I started talking to you on, on Instagram and stuff is because it it you guys backed it up with awesome music, and I, I really enjoyed um, uh, what was it Tales from the Cauldron and Infinite Wave. I think I had like just came out when I listened to it. Oh, cool. So um, I really enjoyed the music. So you guys back it up with with good music, which is really important. It's not just like a gimmick that you know that's like the whole thing that your whole band is like built on is the gimmick itself it's like it's got to have something it's got to have real legs behind it and stuff so it's almost like the gimmick is me trying to 
like prove that the music is good enough that hey fuck you there's a gimmick too and it's still good <laughs> i wish i was probably to say is that the gimmick is the bonus the music definitely <laughs> yeah but Larry, there, there is something to what you said though is because like i've seen some bands that like you know that they're so technically good and there's great songwriters and they're great musicians and then you see like like terrible artwork or you see like like a terrible logo or like really cheap looking stuff or something and you go like why why would you do it that way and i think there is like some part of it where they're just like we don't need to like make that part good like it sells itself or like maybe there's i don't know there's something like mental about it that that they they try to like they know it's bad but they know the music <laughs> is good so it's like they can yeah they can work together somehow yeah. Not not saying that that's what you're doing, but like there is something to that. There's there's some bands that you see do kind of stuff like that. The the, the black metal bands with the with the crazy logos never. I never got that. I never understood that. Like when you can yeah. never read it. Yeah. Like don't it, you want it, people to know what your it's kind of like that though too? Is because like any person in a band, you want people to know what your name is. That's the whole point of the logo, right? Right. And yeah. they're like they're so black metal that you have no fucking clue what they're called. <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's kind of the same concept. It's like it's like that like reverse marketing or something. It's like the opposite of marketing, which in turn creates something. <laughs> yeah, their statement is like we don't care what you think our name is. You just yeah. <laughs> they'll have ads in like magazines. You look at the ad and it'll just have the logo and you'll be like, I'll have the album title. It's like I don't know what the band is. It's gonna be like out March seventeenth. Like how am I? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What's my action? Needs to be like an app that you scan the black metal logo. Yeah. So the black metal barcode yeah. app. Yeah, yeah. It's like a QR code, but it's just chaos. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a QR good QR code. Just a QR code. <laughs> it's got it. Put the QR code and then suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good idea. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. That's right. Uh, who who does the artwork for Gorilla Wizard? That's Has it been the same, the same artist? Uh, I do most of it. The Infinite Wave single, we got another dude to do, but everything else I, I've done. Yeah. What is, what's the idea behind the artwork? Because it's got like its own, like almost like childish, um, like aesthetic yeah. to it or something. Yeah. The, at least the Tales from the Cauldron um, one, I kind of wanted to make it look kind of like cut paper, um, huh. which kind of fits with the kind of ridiculous, yeah, like childlike aesthetic where like any kid could relate to any of these songs. I mean, that that's really, you know, it's like about dinosaurs smashing things and taking a poop mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, <laughs> spaceships, uh, you know, so... Yeah, I kind of wanted to play into that that kind of storybook kind of aesthetic. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you you kind of mentioned Larry um, some of your influences at least like stage wise. I, mean, I don't know about musically being like Guar and and stuff like that. Are there any other influences that you guys would would consider for like the band as a whole? Like when it comes to the music, like are you all into similar stuff? Because a lot of the bands that have been on here, I've been kind of surprised by how wildly different each member is <laughs> when they all come together and make like this one, like heavy band. It's like, you know, someone's into just like eighties pop and someone else is into death metal and like they come together and make this like stoner band. So is there something that you guys are into or, or how, where does the sound kind of come from? There's some overlap, but I, we all have yeah. like our own little circles, but there's definitely some overlap. Like uh, Mike and I were, we met 
uh, or bonded rather, because we had both gone to the helmet show at Irving Plaza, right? Uh, like a couple of weeks prior when we first met. Actually, I, I sold Mike a TV and then ended up being invited to his house from a different friend's party. It's like, hey, I fucking sold you a TV, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was insane. That was amazing. It, it was a weird one. And, you know, I saw that show. I'm like, oh, you like helmet? He's like, oh, yeah, I just went to the show. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So right. Um, so Mike and I have a lot in musical taste in common. Ryan and I even more. Like me and Ryan are both into like Devin Townsend, trapping, uh, a lot of tech death stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, G- Gabe, Mike, you guys have some overlap. I mean, I'll let you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like what? Like, I mean, like when when I started this with Larry, I definitely wanted to do some Gojira slash Fear Factory machine gun riffing, and it's coming. I think. But uh, there's also uh, you know red red fang um, that I'm a big fan of, and uh, you know just you know some other influences that I think we pull from. That's all I can think of at the immediate moment. But I mean I love Nine Inch Nails and I love Dream Theater, you know. So I try to pull in from some of that type of stuff too. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the real overlap is anything with like big grooves. Yeah. Because that's it. Because we all have like different areas, obviously, for metal and uh, uh, outside metal that we pull from. But I think the commonality for Gorilla Wizard, anyway, is is the big groove. And so it's like death metal, and it's like we all like different types of death metal. But like, like an, an a band like Entombed, mm-hmm. with like you know post, you know wo- like Wolverine Blues and on is like is like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of death metal is what factors into Gorilla Wizard. Early Sepultura. Um, uh, and like, but like a lot of like, I think a lot of what we're trying to tap into is like mid '90s, like major label metal bands, where like production and groove were king. Like Fear Factory mm-hmm. and Pantera and um, Machine Head, White Zombie, where it's like groove, 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 Deftones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what's I think the big thing for us, and we bring in all the we just drag in other little things in the way we play. Like I've dragged in all kinds of other little influences into the vocals. I know Ryan's dragged in some techie stuff into the bass, and you know it's it's stuff like that that we pull in from the outside and into the it, throw it into the cauldron, if you will. Some sadness, <laughs> some typos. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah, groove, 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 all groove. Yeah, and and you guys are in some other bands. You said, um, I don't know, are all of you in other bands too as well? Uh, me and Mike are. Gabe and I are in a band. Uh, yeah. We're in a band called Kaiju Daisenso. Okay. Ryan, what kind of band is that? Um, um, we're Larry and I play together still. Um, we're I, I'm trying to get an album out with him on it soon, hopefully. Um, with. <laughs> Uh, a name that's not set in stone yet, but we definitely work together and we have similar to Gorilla Wizard uh, a ridiculously large backlog of songs. So, that yeah, that one's more proggy. I would say, just to answer your question for, for Mike from before, yeah. Kaiju Dicenso is a uh, monster grindcore. Is that right, Gabe? Mike, is that, is that no? yeah, it's all no, Japanese monster based sample heavy <laughs> grind, grind and hardcore. Yeah, for sure. Gabe only likes to be in bands that are monster based. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was my fear. In, in, in Kaiju, we always have a guy dress up as Godzilla. Uh, every show, we have like one of those big, like inflatable suits. Larry also has partook 
in that as well. <laughs> as soon as he was like, I'm going to dress up as Gorilla Wizard. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> another thing we have to worry about somebody, you know, dying from heat stroke while playing. You can't, you can't just play a normal show. Yeah, really can't. Can't. apparently not. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was going to ask, like, you know, kind of what is, like, the difference in between these bands. But it sounds like musically they're quite different. But there are some, like, similarities. I just wonder, like, at what point do you go, this can't go into Gorilla Wizard. Like, this needs to go in this other band. Or I need to start a new band because I don't have it. It doesn't fit here. Or, yeah. you know, at what point do you, like, start a new side project? You know, It's really so. funny that you say that because uh, there was a point in Kaiju where we needed a new member. And I was already jamming with Larry before we were Gorilla Wizard. So this was the time. And I realized very quickly the stuff I was doing with Larry versus the stuff that Kaiju already had. I was like, there's no way it fits. It's 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 both awesome metal, but it's so different. It's not the same. Yeah. So that was it right yeah, there. I mean, it's, uh, what's that right? Uh, um, I was gonna say I can't write uh, I don't have an H string. So I'm lucky that I can't I can't write any Gorilla Wizard music right now because I don't have any string. <laughs> I think that's essential to the sound of Gorilla Wizard almost is that yeah. like really heavy groovy low end. So uh, unless I get an H string, I don't think anything that I write from now on will be Gorilla Wizard focused. <laughs> Same. Yeah, and I, I mean, Michael, tell you, I just sent him the backlog of riffs, and Ooh. <laughs> uh, I think the number might be like 217. Oh my god, riffs and or partial songs and some of them are full songs but it's just like this fucking pile of riffs and songs and he's been just churning through just adding drums to just gobbledygook and i can tell you i definitely dwindled that number down to 137 yeah that's still quite a lot to work on and it's um it's overwhelming and terrifying and exciting all at the same time so just week by week bit by bit Whatever we get is what we get. Figure yeah, there's some stuff in there that like I would love to put into. Uh, I've been flirting with the idea of doing a much more like just traditional stonery sludge band mm-hmm. um, that I've been messing around with. I never got my ass up off the ground with it because I'm reluctant to get anyone else involved. But I also don't want to write vocals, so like it's just been sitting there. So one day, one day the world will see something. But you know, uh, there, there's always bits and pieces that we all contribute. That it's like, hey, this sounds pretty good. Doesn't sound like G Wiz though, mm-hmm. and you know G Wiz. I I love G Wiz. I never it never occurred to me. That G-Wiz. I love that. Yeah, yeah. We short shorthand. Really yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of what we're up to now. What I'm up to for sure. Um, I just I'm sort of this. This is the year for me to sort of pave the way for next year. Almost that we have this giant backlog, and I'm just putting drums down to. Everything that sounds um, listenable first, and then the unlistenable stuff we're going to work on later. But uh, that's my big project for the year, and what we get is what we get. And it's just exciting that we have all, a lot of stuff ready to go for when we're ready to put out the next single and this and that. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening there. We kind of talked bef- before the podcast started about like, you know, being an adult now and some have kids and some have day jobs. Most everyone in this genre has day jobs. And now you, now you have other side projects or I don't know what you call them side projects or not, but um, what, what is kind of like the goal for Gorilla Wizard or do you have goals in mind for it? Do you want to take it somewhere? Are you like focusing on hitting a certain peak of 
you know, album sales or concerts or you know, what are you what are you trying to do with it? I well, like wait, please say Vitus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually that's a big goal. That is a huge goal. I yeah. want to play a show at St. Vitus. Like that is the goal where it's like I need to do that. I also want to press something to a vinyl, which is doable, but like sure. it's expensive and it's back ordered and it's like, what are we gonna press our original album, which has no steam right now, to a vinyl? Like, why are we gonna do that? Um those, those are two goals, but otherwise I'm a dog chasing a car. I do not know what I will do once I catch it, and I don't know what it is. I know I'm just chasing sure. something. Um, we did recently just uh, sign with Soda Records. Shout out to Soda. Um, Shout out Soda. So we're, we're just starting to, to ramp things up. And um, I guess, I, at least from my perspective, uh, it's just kind of build up a fan base, um, just – be not unknown mm-hmm. uh, be a creative outlet for things that we want to do and just stick to the ethos like i said before we never take ourselves too seriously this yeah. is all about fun and the moment this stops being fun i will put this down and say right, right, right. i'm done guys sure yeah and, and similarly uh goals are just really wherever the wind takes us you know this was all just happenstance we're all friends you know we all kind of met up you know, Larry and Brian are, are really good buddies from, you know, uh, school and life and stuff. And, and same with, you know, Gabe and I, different crowds and whatnot. But we, we absolutely merged musically. Uh, and, um, you know, just as far as current goals, it's like, yeah, be be a little bit more known and recognized. Uh, if we get more shows, that would be amazing. I always want to play shows. You know, whatever happens, happens. Um, just, yeah, see wherever it goes from there. Yeah, it'd be cool to have like a fan base to interact with. I would, I would enjoy that. I think. Love that. Yeah. Or a more of one. We do have. There's definitely a few people that we that are fans that kind of always post on our our stuff and that we reply to. We but don't have many fans, but here, you know, on yeah, but... and interviews and stuff, it's great. We love it. The few That's, fans yeah, we have actually like keep us. you going. You know, just a, a couple like good good fans is enough to keep you going. I know at least for like starting slightly fuzzed i just when i started i was just making like funny album covers and stuff and it was like i just wanted to make them and maybe a couple people would laugh or at least i'd have a place to send them to my friends or something but then it was like well that seems like such a waste of time i want more people to see it so then it was like focusing on like trying to get more people to see it and then before you know it i'm like obsessed with it and it's become like this its own thing and i'm sure it's kind of similar to being in a band it's like you don't need a fan base. You don't even need re- recorded material to be in a band. You can play to yourselves in a garage. Sure. But it's, it's a lot more fun when people listen to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we definitely want people to listen to it. Like, we want to put it out and yeah. not just scream into the void. We'd like it right. if people listen and said, oh, okay, that's, that's nice. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, little, little, Maybe a little more than that. Yeah. 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 Um. So you have a new song. First, Infinite Wave. Was that like just a uh, a single on its own, or is that part of like a upcoming album or anything? It was, a, it, was a, it was a hot sauce, actually. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, Infinite Wave came about because uh, back last in 2020, actually December 2020, I broke my finger, so I was unable to play for a while. Uh, and I got my pins removed from my finger March 4th. I started writing that song March 5th, and it was just my way of saying, like, I want to just put something out there, guys, because we actually almost finished the EP at that point. 
that this song you know that we have here is uh is coming from but um it was still like a little bit of work to be done i'm like this is jumping the line because this is just clicking and mike hurt and he's like oh it's pretty good uh and we decided all right let's let's jump the line and just get this thing out there um and it's just kind of my way of, of like a catharsis to kind of just get over the hump of like having the broken finger and i had to relearn some of the other songs and everything so i'm like let's just do this no, that also I, just to start, to start writing music that you were able to play without a finger. Yeah. Right. I, that, 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 was, that you're skipping over. It was like, yeah. can I even play these Yeah, songs? yeah, no, it was really Larry yeah. coming back. You know, he had a whole yeah. private journey of, like, recovering and stuff. It was great. So that's kind of what's held us back for the last year plus amongst just, you know, life. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, the way of coming back. And uh, it was kind of an experiment to see, like, what we could do with putting it on our own and, like, different kinds of marketing strategies and whatnot. Um, we didn't put as much into it as I wanted to, but I kind of knew that the EP was right around the bend. So it was, it was like just something to just put out there to kind of yeah. keep the hungry fans satiated. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed Infinite Wave, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's the song that I put on the, on the Slightly Fuzz playlist. And it's been a while since I've heard Tales from the Cauldron. Did anything change from Cauldron into infinite wave and like this next ep or anything i mean did you change the way you were making music or writing songs or did the sound change or anything we wrote it separately because yeah. we, we yeah. weren't meeting up because of covid at the time mm-hmm. and uh yeah we all did our parts separately we recorded it separately which i was happy that i didn't have to see larry specifically guy <laughs> 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 uh, kidding of course, kidding, right. of course. um <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, because the other stuff was definitely super, super collaborative, like in the room, working mm-hmm. out parts, uh, learning parts together, create, you know, especially like a song like Mechanization was a, a particularly difficult one that we had to uh, really work on. And the fact that we were in the room together, that, that song wouldn't have probably happened if we weren't able to do that. Right. But Infinite Wave was very much like a strike while the iron is hot thing, because that song came out like just Larry, just like that came straight out of him. And when everyone heard it, everyone really loved it. And then we all just like were in our own spaces and and wrote it separately. And then it worked out very well because I think that's one of our better songs. Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was great. It was like one drum take. It was already good on the first try, you know. And and you know, just going from there. Once Ryan added his bass layer, was like, holy shit! (laughs) Oh yeah. Once the bass hit, it was like, oh, this is it. This is good. It was also really not. fun to play that for the first time to play that together. Like after it was already, was it already out? But it was already yeah. out by the time yeah. we played it yeah. together, right? And then we kind of played it a little slower, but we we all kind of nailed it right away. And that was actually really fun to actually hear the band play it for the first time, even after it was already a song and out and people had heard it. Yeah. Right. So I'll say that that the next stuff coming up too, uh, both the EP and, and everything else that's coming out thereafter. Um, not that it's totally different, but the EP, I think we took the album and cranked it up to 11. And we went a lot harder, a lot faster. And it's a lot of the same DNA, but everything is kind of just more oomph to it. Um, everything hereafter, though, is definitely going to be a bit more focused on collaborative writing. Because mm-hmm. Tales originally started with just all this crap that I just had. And then, like Ryan said, it all came together once we started playing it together. So I, I wrote Smash of Source drums and everything by myself. I wrote Maple Crunch drums and everything by myself. Right. Then Mike came in and is like, well, what if I do this? And I'm like, 
no, don't do that because I don't like change. He's like, mm, I'm going to do it. Mm. They did, and that's when things started to work out once I got over the hump of like, all right. But mm. the new, more collaborative stuff, I think it's hitting not only harder, but it's it's got a much sharper edge to it, and it has teeth because we're all like taking the time to analyze like, okay, what's what's really happening here instead of just me throwing a bunch of shit out and then trying to make it sound good. Uh, it's it's a much more focused effort. And I know it sounds cliche for bands to say like, this next stuff is going to be great, but it is uh, but it is different and it's going to yeah. be a little bit uh, faster, harder, heavier. Yeah. I mean, we already said it, but 2020 was a completely different writing process considering we were all socially distant, but we got to a point where we were like, all right, guys, it's enough. This isn't going away. Let's try to figure out how to remote write. And by doing it that way, it was really interesting how we created a process and it was an experiment. But we started to figure it out, you know, and once we just added those layers, you know, first guitar scratch, then drums, take two, take three. And then, you know, here we go. So and so forth. The vocals, bass, and it, like it, it took months. But then suddenly once we had that product, we were like, OK, you know, like we really back and forth deliberating. This is the best version. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, and doing it that way, it is different. But like, man, I am so excited about this new stuff. Like. You wait. It's ah, we're really proud of it. You know. Well, that's a that's a good segue into <laughs> what we're doing next. <laughs> we ha- we have a song. Um, I don't know what song it is. I don't remember what you called it. I haven't heard it yet. I don't know anything about it really. So if you wanna, if anyone wants to give a little intro to it, then I'll uh, I'll let everyone hear it here. So this song that I sent over is called "At War with Our Past Selves." It's off our new EP coming up, uh, "White Knuckle Black Magic." Uh, this is a world premiere, ladies and gentlemen, and mm-hmm. it's the first time that uh, anyone outside of the band, and some of the band, actually, Ryan has even heard yet, at least the mixed version. Uh, but this is the first time that it's being heard. Um, just a real quick descriptor. It's uh, definitely more stonery than some of the other stuff that we have. It leans more into that. I will say that it stands out as like the slower, more mid-tempo track in the, the EP, but... Um, Give it a listen. Right on. Here we go.
There you have it. Right on. That was awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I remember thinking when I was listening to some of your other music a, a while back that like there were so many different like styles and influences going on. And what I liked about this one too was it kind of had like these grungy feels in it throughout, but then all of a sudden like it's got like metal vocals and stuff. And like I think that like there's there's not enough of that sometimes because I, I listen to grunge or something sometimes and I'm like this is a little soft sometimes. I need it to be a little bit heavier. Is there like heavy grunge, you know? And then <laughs> listen to like metal and just be like, all right, relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love like that, like kind of that middle ground of like a band that can kind of be like, listen, there's cool parts of all of it. And, and we're, we're in that sweet spot. Yeah, I love that too. I, yeah. like that. I don't like listening to grunge, but I like playing it. Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was cool. Uh, I'm I'm happy to play it on here, and that was awesome. So thanks for sharing. And um, what, what else can you tell us about the the EP? Do you have dates and stuff in mind, or? So the dates are a little contingent on the final pieces just coming into place. Um, especially too, since we just signed with the label. Um, there's a lot of moving parts at this point, so we want to just make sure the arts like T's crossed, I's dotted. Uh, we do want to plan a video for when the actual EP comes out. So we want to try and get all our ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully by midsummer, I'm thinking, just throwing that out there, we can try and have it out. But uh, a hard date, I don't know. I mean, you'll definitely see a ton of uh, push for it once uh, we start getting clear with what the date's going to be. But mm -hmm. um, it's five songs. It's uh, all stuff that we wrote, you know, in the middle of COVID from the very beginning. Right. Um, not at all thematically having to do with anything that had to do with it. It's all, you know, typical Gorilla Wizard stuff. Uh, sometimes like Trash Master and <laughs> stupid shit like that, of course. Um, and it's just, it's fun. Uh, with everything else that we do, it never takes itself too seriously. The only thing that we definitely take seriously is the music itself. It. And music I, is serious. But. I would say more of that to come. Like you were saying that this one had blended genres. The other songs also do that. You know, it's it's not like we have one song that's like, oh, this is our thrash song. It's like, yeah, no, it's got this part, that part, and it all matches. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Very excited. There's one more thing to do. It's a segment called the Fuzz Round. And if you uh, pay attention to Slightly Fuzzed at all, um, I make ridiculous album covers, such as such as this. Oh, wow. <laughs> there you go, Michael. That's wonderful. That's, a, that's, that's Michael written all over it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to show you uh, 10, 10 photos, and I want you guys to come up with some funny album covers together. Oh, wow. All right. All right. First one. Oh. Oh, gee. I don't know. The, the naked drum bugalos. I don't know. Wait, are we, name, are we naming? Are we naming? Are we naming these albums? Yeah. Name name this album. What would you call this All album? Right. <sighs> My mind immediately goes to super sexy swinging sounds, but that's already an album. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a more appropriate cover for that album. I will say. <laughs> Uh, uh, hmm. gee, 
Or you can pass. <laughs> so, 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 uh, I'm just going to throw something out there. Swing low, sleep, sweet cl- clitoris. That's a spirit. Bearded pussy. <laughs> pussy beard. Hairy pussy, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Rugs only. <laughs> For some reason, I'm just thinking breakfast of champions. <laughs> Breakfast is champion. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that uh, this should be called Ryan and Larry. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, watch out. Like, I feel like the band's name is like Paul Todd. Breakfast of Champions. <laughs> Cholesterol. Uh, Going down. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's <laughs> going down is the one. That's a good one. That's the one. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, hmm. I hate you. <sighs> There's something here. I know it. Water broading. <laughs> Water broading. That's very funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one, though. I like that. Oh, man. What is going on here? What in the <laughs> holy hell is that? Torture. This looks like what you would experience when you are trying to figure out if you want to eat a hot dog or get your skin exfoliated. I don't know. Hot dog exfoliation. I don't know. We're bad at this. Clearly, <laughs> like, no. too, too much, too much pornography. Yes. Wow. wow. Slinging this dog. One, this one should also be called Ryan and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Banana hammock. The ham hogs. We, we got a lot for the, yes. the penis ones. We got a lot for. <laughs> Give us penis pictures. We will have plenty of commentary. The ham hogs. I like it. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> I think it's a uh, guess who farted, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've used this one a couple times, and I can never tell if he's, like, about to shit his pants or he's getting, like, a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> or he already came, and he's just like, oh, yeah. what do I do now? I guess it'll be the be- whatever it is, it's going to be the best dad rock album of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something in the water. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is this is just quality. What what is this? I need to know the real backstory behind this. What is actually this? Right. Yeah. Is this a thing? Does this is someone doing this? Yeah. So there's uh, there's a Twitter feed which is amazing, by the way, and I steal a bunch of stuff from them. I love it. <laughs> but uh, there's a Twitter feed called Metal Without Context. Yes. And uh, they just post a, a photos like this and say nothing about it, and I'm like, I love it. And I, I take it. And it Ham 100% on the ham. He's, he's like the Lord of Buttons, this man. Unreadable logo that says Lord of Buttons. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dream Theater's next album, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is some sort of shadow work or something. 
This, whatever this is, whatever Dream Theater decides to call their next album, that's like I'm garbage. I'm getting a very like 80s uh expensive living room aesthetic where you have like the black leather couches and like the glass table, the glass coffee table. I definitely see like white carpets and glass yeah. coffee tables in these guys' houses. It's one of those things where you know that like he's trying to show you like that he, he's heavy and this is going to be a heavy album. It's just so heavy and it's all about heavy. And then you listen to it. There's nothing heavy about it at all. It's all synth. Yeah. <laughs> it's all synth, exactly. exactly. It's just definitely like a cliche 80s, like shadow light. Yeah. 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 Shadow, shadow light. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. All right. All right. That was the last one. Love it. That was yeah. really That's great. great. All right. That's it. That's all I got for you. But I, I, I'm happy to have you guys on here. I, I love the tune you let me play on here and I'm looking forward thanks to playing it, man. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks for playing it. Yeah. Right on. Well, all right. Take it easy. Later, man. Take care. Later. Thanks, buddy.